0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenberger, and Skiba presents the 24th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now the Banditos fresh made daily
1: kickoff with your host, Phil Halk. Yeah, yeah, I know. You play to win the game, and a win is a win. Blah, blah, blah. Any number of cliches could be inserted here. Well, let's skip that and look at the facts of where Notre Dame football stands after last week's narrow victory over Louisville. It seems to me that the facts reveal that how you feel about this team in response to an unexpectedly close 12-7 game probably has a lot to do with the way you look at life in general. If your glass is half full, 263 yards rushing, 22-game home win streak, the longest overall win streak in the nation at 10 games. Third down defense, second best in the nation. No turnovers by the Irish. The defense held Louisville to 234 yards in just one score. The Irish got the win and are now ranked third in the country. Glass half full. But if your glass is half empty... A meager 12 points scored against a team that was giving up 29.8 per game. Just 106 yards gained on 11 of 19 passing with no reliable wide receivers in sight. 60th in the nation in red zone efficiency, or shall we say red zone futility. No turnovers forced to a team that had coughed it up three times the week before. A failed fake field goal combined record of the four opponents faced so far 5 and 16 glass half empty last week the irish in louisville and the lowest scoring home victory for the irish since 1978 combined for a total of just seven possessions each and two touchdowns in a game that was over in an unheard of two hours and 52 minutes and if you liked notre dame's defensive effort And the simple fact that the Irish notched another win, your glass is half full. But if it's about style points and offensive production, and you are looking ahead to, oh, say, Clemson in a couple weeks, well, your glass is half empty. This week, the 4-0 Irish are ranked third in the country, and after an early season slate of subpar opponents, the 2020 season is about to get real. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Wayndale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Schiermacholick auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling, only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haines, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haines, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who
2: are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzburg. I don't endorse everybody, but i found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, And what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Sherry McCulloch will pack you up move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now, that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change and lifestyle, we'll be calling Shira McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable.
3: Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling & Son Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Tim Priester, you have said it before that uh, our perception kind of changes every week in the college football world. So this week it's... Good defense, good run game, red zone problems, passing game, a problem. Pretty good assessment of the 2020 Irish? Well, uh, we know their defense
0: is pretty darn good. Um, and and they have struggled in the red zone. I mean, that is not the first that they've done that with Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator. Now, whether there's a direct correlation or not, I don't know. And, and clearly the passing game has to improve for Notre Dame to beat teams like in particular, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. Is very good in Clemson coming up, but uh, yeah, it, it changes from week to week. Just like one week, we think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's high-scoring game, and vice versa. Uh, but that's football, and the main reason is because the team that you're playing wants to win too, and they make it difficult on you. And, and Louisville made it difficult on Notre Dame last week, but um, you know, had Notre Dame come through in the red zone, it probably would have been I don't know, seventeen to nothing at halftime, and. We would have viewed it differently, but fortunately, fortunately, Notre Dame's defense was outstanding, limited Louisville to 219 yards total offense, and that isn't going to beat Notre Dame very often.
1: That's a fact. Now, now, Tim, bear with me on this because I'm going to, about to give you a personality test, building off the theme from the opening of our show: glass half empty, glass half full. So, Tim, here is your optimist or pessimist personality question. No wrong answers here. Uh, was this game closer to being, say, a 23-7 to game than it was to being a loss? And should fans be thrilled with how well the defense played? Or is the lack of a passing game and red zone performances just too much for you to take? <laughs> well, considering they haven't
0: had their best receivers out there, I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, – You know they're getting them back. Kevin Austin, Braden Lindsey, Ben Skronik emerged a little bit in some clutch situations. So, you know, I expect the passing game to be better. I don't know if that happens against Pittsburgh because of the nature of the defense. But uh, you know, I would be when you consider how good Louisville's offense is. I I, I would I would be more uh, I would be more thrilled by the defensive performance than upset by the passing game, which I think can make some
1: progress. Tim, you are an optimist and your glass is half full. Good for you. I I think you and I fit into that same category. Um, All right. Red zone problems. We talked a little bit about that off the top Uh, for the games, only seven possessions by the Irish that led to three scores, one kneel down a missed field goal, uh, which was in the red zone and two punts. uh, But, the red zone efficiency has not been particularly good. Uh, not a lot of opportunities for the Irish last Saturday, but the Irish continue to struggle there. Is it really as simple as they miss chase Claypool and Cole commit, or are there other factors that are causing this difficulty?
0: I think that's a good portion of it, Phil, because those guys scored about 20 touchdowns between them last year and, and they're easy targets. Now, you know they don't have not having Kevin Austin. I don't. You know I don't know that you want him doing jump ball situations in the end zone coming off a broken fifth metatarsal in his foot. Uh, I still think the tight ends are viable options, especially Michael Mayer, because I think he's a big, strong, agile guy that can carve out some space there. Uh, you still have to be better. You know I don't think the offensive line was really great in in pass protection in the red zone. Um, you would like to think that with the offensive line that you have and some good running backs that you can run it into the end zone a little bit more often, but, um, it has not, it has not been a strength. It's something that is going to be difficult to do two of the next three games. with Pittsburgh and Clemson coming up. They have to find a way to be better, bottom line.
1: Yeah. As the field shortens when you're not balanced, and this has been drummed into my head over the many, many years I've been covering this sport, as the field shortens, you've got to be a little balanced or you are going to struggle in the red zone. And the Irish haven't achieved that consistently. And you brought up the tight ends. And last week, Tim, you and I had both predicted a big day for the tight ends against Louisville. Well, lo and behold, uh, our tight ends combined for two catches for 16 yards. So where have Tommy Trimble and Michael Mayer gone in this offense?
0: Now, you may hear those names again here a little bit later in the show. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that I, I really thought that, that play action would draw the Louisville linebackers up and it would create some opportunities. I think there's two things. One, for example, the first play of the game, me and Book forced one to, to a covered uh, Javon McKinley when Michael Mayer was wide open down the middle of the field. And, I, and and the second part is tied in with that. Ian Book doesn't see the middle of the field. Well, I, I've, I've had, I've had somebody that, that, uh, knows Tommy book very, or, uh, Ian book very well, uh, and knows his game. And he says that that is a, that, that's a shortcoming for him. So, um, Back to the drawing board. Try again. I think there are opportunities again this week, Phil.
1: Yeah, I I think those throws going to McKinley, I think they ought to be going to Mayer. Uh, Tim, Ian Book has thrown one interception this year on 94 attempts. That's really good. In his career, 882 attempts, just 18 interceptions. That's also really good. This week, Book and comments emphasize that avoiding interceptions, in fact, is a prime priority for him. Uh, Of course, it is for all quarterbacks, but it really seems to be upmost in his mind. Has he become too cautious in throwing the football? And could that account for his hesitation at times when receivers are open?
0: I think he is too cautious at at times, but he also doesn't have Miles Boykin and Chase Claypool and Cole Clement out there. And so when you consider no spring practice, uh, truncated summer, you know, because of COVID and all the things involved, he has not developed a chemistry with those guys in a trust. When you have when you have Miles Boykin and or Chase Claypool out there, you just you throw it in their vicinity and you feel pretty good about them making the catch, especially Claypool. But I do think that there are instances where he's a little bit too cautious. Getting Kevin Austin back could help. getting, getting Braden Lindsey back who can take the top off of the defense could help. Um Pittsburgh speaking of Pittsburgh Pittsburgh likes to bring their safeties up so again there may be some opportunities this weekend to to get the ball downfield and you might have to take a few chances um, you know with the football but like in a game like last week Phil you know a, a turnover could be critical it could determine the outcome of the game and for him to be uh, without a turnover last week was a huge plus.
1: Yeah, a fine line in that consideration. I do like the fact that uh, he doesn't throw interceptions uh, because that actually was a, a problem for him when he first came on the scene. Uh, Tim, uh, staying on the quarterback theme, earlier in the week in another forum, I asked you to break down the Notre Dame quarterback position moving forward from the Ian Book era. Jared Clark, Drew Pine, and 2021 commit Tyler Bookner but you threw an interesting possibility into the mix in your answer break it down
0: well I, I you could always go for a graduate transfer if you, if you want to stay veteran at the quarterback position uh, you know I, I I've often wondered when I've seen teams bring in a quarterback what that does to your quarterback room because guys prepare to be their apparent and don't get that opportunity but I think that that's a viable option for Notre Dame Brendan Clark I know they like him, they like his makeup Drew Pine. They love his his football IQ and Tyler Buckner is a talent that that a lot of people feel like you know perhaps he he could come in and win a starting job as a true freshman but if you want to avoid a lot of that uh, you, you get a guy that's thrown about I don't know 600 passes in in the college ranks or 400 or whatever and has experience And you could cut to the chase and insert him. We'll see what happens there. But I think that that is something, if you're going to do it, if there's ever a year you're going to do it. At the quarterback position, this would be it. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, there's going to be a lot of guys out there with a, a year of eligibility. Look for that as a possibility in the offseason. But we've got to talk about this season, obviously. And last Saturday on the defensive side of the ball, that was not a problem. Seven points allowed. JV and Hopkins, Tutu Atwell, both were kept under control. And those are two dynamic players. Just 219, 16 yards given up by the Irish. And Kyle Hamilton and Sean Crawford seem to have formed a dynamic tandem at safety. Does it surprise you that Sean Crawford has made such a smooth transition to that position?
0: To to the extent that he has, to to the extent that they're as good as they are when those two are back there. You know, when Crawford's playing safety, he didn't play safety against Florida State. They had to use him at corner. Uh, they gave up 8.1 yards per attempt with Crawford at safety. It's 5.7. The reason I'm using those numbers is because the last two years in Dame has been a top five defense against, uh, against the pass in yards per attempt. And that was when they had a Logie Gilman and Jalen Elliott who, you know, really did a great job back there. A lot of times people are trying to judge safeties by how many interceptions and pass breakups they have, but you have to realize that a lot of times, If you're really good at safety, opposing teams are going to avoid throwing in their direction. That was the case of Alohi Gilman it's certainly the case with Kyle Hamilton.
1: Well, it was really an issue back in 2016 for the Irish, the safety position, but it has been so much better since that. and this year it's outstanding again. Uh, One thing the Irish haven't been getting uh, a lot of good news in is the area of pressure on the quarterback. Now, no sacks last week, nine total for the year. Tim Pittsburgh who we're going to talk more in the second segment about, has 29 sacks so far compared to the nine for the Irish. I thought this was going to be a strength for the Irish. What is the story?
0: Well, I, I think Notre Dame's best and most consistent defensive end was Khaled Kareem. And I think that they really miss him in, in many respects. Not that he was the best pass rusher, but he created sacks for other people. Number two, Isaiah Foskey. Uh, really hasn't played a whole lot the last two weeks. The first one was was uh, non-injury-related, COVID-related. And then last week, because they were so uh, concerned about taking away the run from Louisville, they had Dalen Hayes in there, who's more equipped for that. So I think we're going to see more Isaiah Foskey. Brian Kelly promised there would be more of him. And then maybe that helps loosen up Ade Gundeji who um, – you know, when you're the backup defensive end, you get you get some opportunities. Brian Kelly talked about this. You get some opportunities uh, that that maybe you wouldn't otherwise. Ogen is in a lead role, and um, he's probably more of a third defensive end than a lead role kind of guy.
1: Okay. Well, Foskey and Ogen he are right now the two guys that lead the Irish in sacks. So if we get those two guys on the field for more snaps, maybe that'll bring. Some good news. Tim, I think it's time to get our own hype rolling. Last week, Clemson, we haven't talked about them and they're coming up and everybody else is talking about them. They hung 73 points on next week's opponent, Georgia Tech. The early line for the Irish game in two weeks stands at 15 and a half points. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne and company. What is your way too early take on this matchup? Is that 15 and a half points spread about right?
0: I would imagine that that's about right to get the, the money split on both sides. Um, and I, I understand it. Anything more than two touchdowns in Notre Dame Stadium, I realize Notre Dame fans won't be there per se, or only a portion of them will be there. I, you know, I still like I still like Notre Dame. That, that's an awful lot of points to be given Notre Dame at home. And I still like their chances from the standpoint that the Notre Dame's defense is really, really good. Um, you know, I'm not sure that it's the best defense uh, of Clark Lee's uh, when you consider, you know, uh, the, the previous two. Um, but I still think that Notre Dame can compete. It's just a matter. You've, you have to get the passing game going. And they've got two weeks to, to get better at that.
1: Yeah, let's hope that starts this week. And, you know, I like being an underdog when I'm the Irish and I like getting them um, at home. Of course, I wish there were going to be 80,000 fans in the Stam. Uh, Tim, one quick hit, if you can handle this like a quick hit. Tim, at Brian Kelly's Thursday availability, he was asked about the NCAA having granted an automatic extra year of eligibility for players and how it will impact roster management in the future. This is complicated. Tim, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
0: it's interesting. That was information that we hadn't had passed on to us. Uh, It it basically sounds like, uh, if the, if the school wants to foot the bill for extra scholarships in 2021, they can go ahead and do that. But by 2022, they have to be back to 85 to simplify it. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Notre Dame has they have the finances, I guess, to, to, on, on, uh, extra scholarships. Although the uh, 2020 season and COVID certainly cut into the profits. Big time for Nardin football and the University of Nardin in general.
1: I think they can get through one year like that, but uh, yeah, they do have the finances. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 346th edition of Fighting Irish Preview
2: shine a little light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine, sunshine, shining through these windows of mine. And I want it to be easy, easy. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we are proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12 month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456 1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. your clear choice. Your clear choice is pussies. Your clear choice
3: is pussies.
1: The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Notre Dame and Pittsburgh first matched up in 1909 and have now played 71 times. ND leads the series with 49 wins to Pitts 21. One tie. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes.
3: Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories... This is premium refreshment, six generations in the makings. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. Fiji, Yingling & Son Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the number three ranked Irish. For the first time in 2020, are on the road this week at Pitt. TV coverage on ABC starts at 3:30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Kraft, master Craft, Mastercraft and Premier Pontoon's, we share your boating passion. This week we continue our series on the great pass receivers of the Brian Kelly era. In 2009, a 6-foot-6 pass-catching athlete from just down the road from South Bend in Fort Wayne, Indiana, made the choice to attend Notre Dame. Tyler Eifert was rated as a three-star prospect at tight end and was viewed as something of an afterthought by most recruiting services in head coach Charlie Weiss' last Notre Dame recruiting class. That afterthought went on to a record-setting career. During his freshman year, his career looked to be over due to a back injury, but he underwent successful surgery and got his career back on track. He worked his way up the depth chart on Brian Kelly's first team and then emerged when star tight end Kyle Rudolph suffered a season-ending injury. Eifert stepped right in and started the last seven games, piled up 27 receptions for 352 yards and two touchdowns. As a full-time starter, he went on to huge seasons his next two years, 67 catches, 803 yards, and five TDs his junior year, 50 catches, 685, and four TDs his senior years. He earned All-American Accolades Bowl season and was presented the Mackey Award as the nation's outstanding tight end in 2012. Tim, in some ways, Tyler Eifert redefined the tight end position at Notre Dame because of his versatility. He could play attached or unattached, and when a passed ball got anywhere near him, he displayed vice-like hands.
0: Well, that he did. And, you know, I was one of the guys uh, when he was coming out of high school. I wasn't sure how good he was going to be. He was, he was a wide receiver in high school, and we knew that they wanted to make him a tight end. But he did catch everything. He had great length. He had great confidence. And I think the, the thing that I liked about him the most was that, um, I mean, he was, he was an unassuming superstar. He knew he was good. Uh, but but he, he didn't big-time anybody. He just went out and worked and got better and better and ends up, ends up now carving out a really, really nice NFL career.
1: Yeah, speaking of that NFL career, currently with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Eifert was a first-round, 21st overall pick of the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2013 draft. His pro career has been limited by injuries, but when playing, he has enjoyed great success. Including a six hundred and fifteen yard, thirteen touchdown effort in twenty fifteen that earned him all pro honors. Tyler Eifert, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. Tim Patnarduzi's Panthers were eight and five a year ago. This year they stand at three and three and have dropped three in a row, including last week at Miami. 31 to 19. Veteran quarterback Kenny Pickett sat out the Miami game battling an injured ankle and gave way to Arizona State transfer Joey Yellen, who went 22 of 46 good for 277 yards and a touchdown. Who will play looks like a game time decision for the Panthers. Yellen is more of a stay in the pocket guy, Pickett can also scramble. The pit running game has been mostly by committee. Vincent Davis, a 5'8 sophomore, is the team's leading rusher, but averages this 2.8 yards per carry. Last week against Miami, the Panthers managed just 22 net yards on 26 carries. Six-foot, 170-pound Jordan Addison is a talented freshman receiver who already has 38 catches on the year, good for 444 yards and three TDs. Overall in offense, the Panthers are ranked near the bottom running the ball But our 20th nationally in passing, they've struggled on third down and their offensive line is surrendering a lot of tackles for loss. It is on the defensive side of the ball where Pittsburgh really excels. They boast the number one rushing defense in the country. Defensive ends Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones II have 13 sacks between them. And as a team, Pitt is averaging nearly five per game, second best in the nation. The Panthers are also among the best in the nation in forcing turnovers with eight interceptions and four fumbles recovered. The Irish and the Panthers are both playing great defense, Tim, and both are one-dimensional on offense. The Irish run well and the Panthers Passed pretty well. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
0: First of all, Phil, we don't expect Kenny Pickett to play this weekend, which means Joey Yellen uh, is called into the starting job. He's a Arizona State transfer and actually the quarterback in high school of Notre Dame center, Jared Patterson. So not real mobile, uh, pretty good pocket presence, throws it pretty well, but not real mobile. So Notre Dame needs to get their pass rush going. But it's going to come down to – you know whether Notre Dame can score enough points. And, and I think in order to score enough points, they're going to have to run the football. That's the only way it opens up the passing game. If you want to hit something deep, I think it has to start with, with the running game and getting those linebackers to move up and getting the safeties to move up. I know it's a, a simple formula, but to use the expression that Brian Kelly did this week, Notre Dame has to carve out an existence in the running game.
1: Well, establish the run game, and that's going to be tough against uh, the number one uh, de- defense in the country against the run. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish?
0: hinted uh, at that before, but I'm going to stick with it because I really, really think then Nordame can make some inroads with their tight ends. I'm not going to pick one because they work in tandem. So I'm going to say Tommy Trimble and Michael Mayer. I think there's some seam routes available there. I think there's some crossing routes available there, but they've got to sell it and they've got to make Pittsburgh respect the run in order to do that.
1: Trimble and Mayer, the tight ends are your, for the second straight week, are your Aspen Mortgage key Irish players this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN, and it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 20 Indiana locations. Tim, a pretty good report uh, from Brian Kelly late in the week. How do the Irish stand health-wise going into Game 5?
0: It appears that all projected starters are in place. That would include Braden Lindsey. That would include Ben Skronik if he is actually starting, uh, although he's certainly in the rotation. Uh, Lawrence Keys is back in slot, slot position after suffering a concussion. Uh, the only player that's out is Josh Logg. That could prove to be significant because he is theoretically the first offensive lineman off the bench, although he wasn't a couple weeks ago. Uh, when they brought in Dylan Gibbons, but uh, all starters ready to roll, and that's important on in your first road game against a difficult defense.
1: No doubt about it. And come game five, uh, that's a great report. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world famous Irish Illustrated prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. dot com. Tim Priester Vegas says the Irish by ten and a half. What does America's foremost authority say? It
0: looks. It certainly looks on paper, Phil, like another low-scoring game. If, if if Joe Yellen is a quarterback for Pittsburgh, um, I, I think he's probably better than people will expect going into the game because he can throw it, and he does have some capable receivers. But, but in the end, I, I don't think that's going to be enough. Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, can't run the football. I, I don't think it's because their running backs aren't very good. It's because their offensive line's not very good. I would expect Isaiah Foskey to put more, more pressure on the quarterback. And in the end, Nording will be able to score enough. If we remember two years ago against Pittsburgh, Nording scored two touchdowns in the second half. Ian Book was 13 of 15 for 158 yards. They had Chase Claypool and they had Miles Boykin. They don't have those guys. But I think some guys will begin to emerge this week. I've got Notre Dame 27, Pittsburgh
1: 16. ND 27, Pittsburgh 16. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Tim, I say take the under. I say you did just did too because this pit defense can take advantage of a one-dimensional Irish offense. And unless Ian Book finds a way to open things up down the field, I think it'll be a able- Relatively low scoring affair. ND 24, Pitt 13. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.
3: Podcasts by Federated Media.